When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. From totally misidentifying a character to thinking one's dead when they're actually still alive and even wildly misunderstanding the tone of a widely mocked scene, these 10 video game moments probably aren't quite what you think. So let's take a look at them as I'm Jules, this is WhatCulture.com, and these are 10 video game moments you've always misunderstood. Number 10. Raptor isn't the US President. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Now, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2's early mission Wolverines tasks players with, amongst other things, securing a VIP given the call sign Raptor. You've got no other direct information about the target, and their appearance simply gives away that they're a middle-aged white man clearly working in a high level of government, hence the VIP status. Nevertheless, many fans have assumed that Raptor is actually the President of the United States, largely due to the fuss made about securing him and the possibly telling nature of his codename. Given that Eagle was used as President Bill Clinton's Secret Service callsign in real life, Raptor might appear to be a superficial reference to POTUS. But there's absolutely nothing in the game that actually concretely points to that. For starters, while the soldiers are presumably prohibited from referring to Raptor as anything but his codename, the lack of a reaction to seeing the president in the flesh suggests that it isn't actually him. Plus, data miners discovered that Raptor was originally supposed to be the president, but this was removed from the game, making it far more likely that we're actually dealing with either the vice president or somebody high up in the cabinet, such as the secretary of state. It's a cool idea from fans, but ultimately more wish fulfillment fantasy on their part. It ain't the president. Number 9. Tails Doesn't Die in the Bad Ending Sonic the Hedgehog 2 The 8-bit version of Sonic the Hedgehog 2 follows Sonic as he races to collect the six Chaos Emeralds in order to rescue his kidnapped pal Miles from the evil Dr. Robotnik. But this being a retro game as it is, merely beating it isn't good enough for a happy ending. And so those who fail to collect all of the Chaos Emeralds will get the mildly unsettling end sequence where Sonic stares up at the stars and sees Tails smiling back at them. Ever since its 1992 release, countless fans have interpreted this as signifying Tails' death. the fact that the good ending to the 8-bit version of Sonic 2 features both Sonic and Tails' smiling faces in the sky. Fans have been arguing the point for almost 30 years, but why would Tails be smiling if he was dead? And moreover, why would he have the exact same facial expression as when he 100% survives in the good ending? Sorry, but this one is pure bunk. At absolute worst, it just means that Tails is still captured by Robotnik. Number 8. It's a mockery of enhanced interrogation, not an endorsement. Grand Theft Auto 5. Perhaps the single most controversial mission in any Grand Theft Auto game is GTA 5's By the Book, where Trevor is instructed to torture a man to learn the whereabouts of an Azerbaijani man who the FIB claims has terrorist links. 
Players are forced to brutalize the man in order to discover the other's location, choosing from methods such as waterboarding, electrocution, ripping his teeth out with pliers, and then take control of Michael to fire a bullet through the man's head. The mission was massively divisive with critics and players alike, many of whom felt that it was a step too far into torture porn territory, and that the successful execution of an apparent terrorist sympathizer implied an endorsement of enhanced interrogation techniques. But if you pay much attention to the mission and its fallout, you'll realize it's actually the opposite. A Weasel News radio broadcast reveals that the man you tortured was actually an innocent philanthropist, and a newspaper confirms that he was a genuine credit to the community. Clearly, Rockstar were ripping to shreds the very idea of using torture to gain actionable intelligence. But you know what? It's pretty easily missed. Granted, the complaints about the torture sequence's extreme violence and its placement as a mandatory gameplay element are completely valid, but to deem Rockstar sympathetic to the US Army's fondness for illegal interrogation techniques is pretty incorrect. Number 7. Nuclear Gandhi Isn't a Glitch Civilization One of the most infamous legends in video games is that of Nuclear Gandhi such that it even has its own damn Wikipedia page. The legend dictates that in the classic turn-based strategy game Civilization, a bug will eventually cause noted pacifist Mahatma Gandhi to, in a wildly out-of-character moment, go nuclear and fire all the nukes. Nuclear Gandhi went viral in 2012, two years after the release of Civilization V, and its popularity as a meme did nothing to dissuade from its canonization as an actual fact. But when creator Sid Meier's memoir, Sid Meier's memoir, A Life in Computer Games, was released a year later, it saw the man himself confirm that Nuclear Gandhi was in fact completely made up and never ever was the result of a glitch. The first game in which Gandhi was notably aggressive was actually Civilization V, and it wasn't a glitch but instead a totally intentional joke nodding to the urban legend's widespread acceptance. Number 6. No, it isn't Solid Snake's virtual mission. Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater The Metal Gear Solid games are convoluted and confusing at the best of times, so fans can't really be blamed for misinterpreting a lot of Hideo Kojima's storytelling, but even so, that Metal Gear Solid 3 scene isn't quite what you think. In Snake Eater's opening cinematic, Major Zero explains the virtuous mission to Naked Snake, at which point Snake calls it the virtual mission before Zero corrects him. Pretty much ever since the game's 2005 release, the scene has promoted widespread belief from fans that Snake Eater is actually a VR mission being undertaken by Solid Snake in order to better understand his air quotes father. Those who believe the theory also point to the game over screen instead reading Time Paradox if Naked Snake or other franchise pivotal characters are killed before their time. It's almost as if the VR simulation needs Snake to stick to the facts. Now it's a cute idea, but one which has been rejected by Kojima himself, and doesn't really vibe with anything that's happened in the series since. Still, there are many absolutely convinced that what we are playing in Snake Eater was a digital recreation of events, a virtual simulation for Solid Snake to hone his chops. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? 
For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Before we go any further, I want to talk to you about today's sponsor, Masterclass. With the amount of time we spend discussing and analyzing video games on this channel, it's always good to understand exactly how these experiences are put together. And fortunately for me, I can do just that with Masterclass. With Masterclass's streaming service, you can learn from the best to become your best, studying and growing with over 200 plus of the world's leading instructors. For me, I've been having a blast using a class on video game design by The Sims creator Will Wright to find out exactly how game mechanics are designed around player psychology as well as learning how important playtesting is to shipping the titles that you and I both love. But it hasn't stopped there, as I've also been brushing up on my practical filmmaking skills directly from my favourite movie director Martin Scorsese, as well as trying to get back in the cooking game with Roy Choi's amazing course on intuitive cooking. Seriously, my kitchen is a mess, but my belly has never been more grateful. For just $10 a month, an annual membership with Masterclass gets you unlimited access to courses on your phone, computer, smart TV, or even via audio-only modes. Even better, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and 88% of members feel that the service has made a positive impact on their lives. And to put the cherry on top of that cake, right now, What Culture Gaming listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com forward slash gaming. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash gaming. What's that? You want it one more time? Well, that's the URL masterclass.com forward slash gaming. Right, now I'm going to watch Tony Hawk try to teach me how to ollie properly. I'll see you all soon. Number 5. Some of the janky xenomorphs are actually blind. Aliens, colonial marines. There are many, many reasons to mock the woefully disappointing aliens, colonial marines, though there is admittedly one level which has received an over-the-odds drubbing on social media. The game's fifth level, The Raven, strips the player of their weapons and forces them to stealthily evade boiler xenomorphs, that is, blind aliens which can only detect you by the sounds that you make. Oh, and if they find you, they'll suicidally explode in the vicinity, showering acid blood all over the place. It's not a particularly fun level but context-free clips of the mission have nevertheless been circulated around for almost a decade, indicating that the boiler's inability to see the player is not the result of the game's notoriously poor AI, but actually a part of the encounter design. Sure, the AI and animations are still piss-poor throughout Colonial Marines, but this out-of-context dunking actually isn't earned at all. When the game has so, so much more for the players to laugh at, this statement is a low, misdirected blow. Number 4. Nina is Cortex's niece and not his daughter. Crash Twinsanity Crash Twinsanity may be the point at which the Crash Bandicoot franchise went off the rails for a lot of players, and whilst far from being the best game in the series, it's really not that bad. But there is one scene in the game that served as a major sticking point for fans in the 17 years since its release. When at the start of the late game level Rock Slide Rumble, Dr. Neocortex's gothic, mischievous niece Nina is kidnapped by evil Crash, and Dr. Cortex then flippantly says, My daughter, niece, we must do something. Think, Cortex, think. 
Now, to many fans, this was interpreted as a wink-wink implication that Nina is actually Cortex's daughter, but in actual fact, it's nothing more than just a silly one-off joke. Now, nothing else in the series has ever followed up this gag as a legit suggestion that Nina is Cortex's daughter, but the rumor stuck, however, because the previous game, Crash Bandicoot The Wrath of Cortex, was originally going to feature Neo Cortex's daughter, Rio Cortex. Cortex's slip of the tongue here was actually nothing more than just a cute reference to his daughter's near existence in The Wrath of Cortex. Nothing more. Number 3. Luigi Isn't a Ghost Luigi's Mansion And now for one of the strangest and most unsettling video game urban legends there is, and one that's stuck like glue over the past 20 years. In the original GameCube's release of Luigi's Mansion, if players enter the telephone room and answer the phone during a lightning storm, a seemingly levitating shadow of Luigi will be visible on the wall. The visual can be replicated in other areas of the game, but this is by far the most common place to find it. It led to the widespread belief that Luigi was actually dead during the events of the game, with the shadow showing his corpse hanging from a noose, hence the levitation. While Luigi being dead wouldn't be thematically off-key in a game very much about death and spirits, it's very not on-brand for a family-friendly game coming from Nintendo, especially if the suggestion is that he hanged himself. Nintendo responded by ensuring the shadow, effectively a lighting glitch, was removed from the 2018 3DS remake, basically confirming that it wasn't true at all. This wasn't the only time that Nintendo had to assure fans that Luigi wasn't dead. Hell, it wasn't the only time in 2018 they had to do it. Because that summer, a Nintendo Direct focused on Super Smash Bros. Ultimate showed a cinematic where Luigi died and his soul quite literally left his body. Amid further concerns from fans, Nintendo tweeted, Luigi is okay. Number 2. Tidus's or Tidus's laugh is intentionally awkward. Final Fantasy X. There's perhaps no single video game scene more infuriatingly misunderstood than the infamous Tidus or Tidus, depending on how you want to pronounce it, laughing scene from Final Fantasy X. The scene has been circulating online for years as an example of unintentionally stiff voice acting and poor writing, despite the fact that it's actually an example of neither. The crucial missing ingredient here, as ever, is context. So let's rectify that. You see, Tidus starts forcing a robotic laugh after a heart-to-heart with Yuna, where she explains that she practices smiling when she's unhappy, resulting in Tidus letting out a comically exaggerated, implausible seagull laugh at her encouragement. Yuna then starts fake laughing with Tidus until the pair start genuinely laughing from the absurdity of it all, all the while their pals look on in utter astonishment. Now, the scene is supposed to be goofy and awkward, a silly sliver of comic relief, but anyone who stumbled across a contextless clip online will simply assume that it's a case of atrocious voice acting in a dead serious moment. So there we go, we finally put that to rest. Doesn't mean that the scene is any more enjoyable because of it though, because my god man, it is grating. And number one, Timmy and Tommy aren't blood relatives of Tom Nook. Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing fans will argue until the end of time about whether Tom Nook is a money-grabbing loan shark or a permissive businessman, so let's consider something else, and that's the parentage of his apprentices Timmy and Tommy. Though Timmy, Tommy, and Tom Nook are all based on the Tanuki, the Japanese raccoon dog, and Timmy and Tommy are indeed related, many players have simply assumed that they are blood relatives of Tom Nook without any clear evidence. I mean, sure, they all look similar, but plenty of creatures in Animal Crossing look like family without actually being related. 
Though earlier games have suggested that they could be Tom Nook's nephews, the wording is rather vague and could be interpreted to mean that he's only their uncle in the familiar, colloquial way that our friend's kids might refer to us. 2005's Animal Crossing Wild World explicitly denied any direct familial link, and sometimes it's been said that Tom Nook found and adopted the pair. And so, at the absolute most, Timmy and Tommy could be said to be Tom's adoptive sons or nephews. The official Nintendo site, however, refers to Tom Nook not as their father, but as their mentor. And given that the site is relatively up to date, that's probably the best source to glean information from. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.